Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Left of Straight Show with your host, Scott Fullerton, as we discuss everything under the rainbow sun, from LGBT issues to foodies, entertainment to books. Join us as we talk to some of the most interesting leaders and celebrity LGBT guests and allies on the internet. So grab a cocktail, it's always happy hour somewhere, and enjoy the show. Now, here's your host, Scott Fullerton. Howdy, 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 everybody. Hey there, welcome to Let's a Straight Show. It is Tuesday, May 5th, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Fullerton. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Man, I wish I was at a Mexican restaurant right now, right? Nothing opening up, no restaurants here in Ohio for at least a couple more weeks. Very depressed about that. But I do have a treat for you. I have my favorite guacamole recipe for you and a and a hot tip and i have a very simple easy margarita mix for you so i'll share that with you in just a little bit right before our guest gets here I do have two fantastic guests coming at us today if you missed last night's episode it was musical monday as we have every monday and i had on my very good friend michael mott who is a composer singer and songwriter direct from the streets of Broadway, New York. And then I had Michael Fairman on, an amazing pop singer, and Kenneth Mogan, my good buddy that has a brand new album coming up, some great covers and some really cool concept stuff coming up pretty soon. So if you missed yesterday's episode, be sure to go to your favorite podcast distributor and just look up Left of Straight Show, always spelled L-E-F-T-O-F-S-T-R, the number eight show. So left of straight, S-T-R-8, show. And you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio, of course. So check those out. Tonight, in just a couple of minutes, I'm going to have my buddy Benji Schwimmer on, an international competitive dancer, award-winning competitive dancer at that and then after that, our two good friends, Jason and Christian, actors and social media influencers, will be stopping by, see how things are going. Not as quite as long a show as we've had last week and this week. We should be done maybe in an hour and a half tonight. Uh, we're going to have Benji up live in just a couple, and Jason and Christian will be a pre-taped in just a little bit. So as promised, I want to give you my world-famous guacamole recipe and a little helpful hint. So here you go. Ready? Start with three ripe avocados. Make sure they're ripe, but they're still firm. You don't want a soft and mushy avocado. That's horrible. Uh, Just go ahead and grab the avocado. Try to make sure the stem's still attached. That usually means they're a little firmer. If the stem's removed in the store, it's more likely to have some brown spots on the inside, which is okay, but you don't really want that in a nice, fresh-looking guacamole. You want to press one end of it. It should be firm, but have just a little bit of a give to it. So get three 
avocados, make them nice and ripe. Get a half a small onion and finely dice it. Nice and small little things on there. Two Roma tomatoes diced. Those are the oval-looking tomatoes. Three tablespoons of fresh cilantro. You can find those easily in your produce aisle. Chop that little puppy up. Now, this is optional. One jalapeno, removing the seeds, finely diced. Some people like spicy, some don't. If you want a little extra spicy, leave the seeds in. If you want a little less spicy, leave them out. If you don't want it spicy at all, you don't have to worry about the jalapeno. But I like a little bit of a kick to mine. Take two garlic cloves and mince those up. Take a lime and use a fresh lime if you can. There's that little bottle of lime juice, but try to use a fresh lime if you can and use the juice of a fresh whole lime. Then you want to have just about a half a teaspoon of salt. I like kosher salt or sea salt if you have it. And that's all there is to it. You mix all those together, dice it up, mush it up, put it all together, and that makes one of the best uh, avocado dips, best guacamole you've ever had. And here is my handy-dandy helpful hint. You know how if you leave guacamole in the refrigerator overnight, it kind of gets brown pretty quickly? There's a little hint I've gotten. It lasts for about three days. But if you have a little leftover guacamole, put it in a container, pat it down pretty firmly with a spoon so it's flat on top, and you've kind of pushed it all the way in. There's no air pockets in there. Then add just about a half inch of water on top, cold water, very, very cold water. Put it on, put the lid on the storage container, and put it in the refrigerator. That's all there is to it. When you want to enjoy the guacamole, you just take it out. You want to drain the water that's off the top, stir it up real good, and it's good to go. I've had it last for about three days this way, so it works really, really good. And it keeps it nice and green and fresh. It doesn't get that brown. You know, brown up guacamole still tastes okay, but it just doesn't look as appealing. So just do that. Smash it down really flat. Get it flat in a airproof container and a little Tupperware thing. Put about a half inch of very cold water on it. Put the lid on. Put it in the refrigerator. You're good to go. Drain the water off. Stir it up. You can do that about three days if you need to. My guacamole, honestly, never the last three days. I'm lucky if I have any left over the next day, but there you go. Now, for a good, simple margarita, all you got to do is remember this. Two parts alcohol, one part lime juice, one part orange liqueur. So however strong or light you make it, keep that ratio and you'll be fine. So if you want to use two ounces of tequila, use one ounce of lime juice, one ounce of liqueur, four ounces of tequila, two ounces. Just just keep that in that ratio there and you'll be really good. Orange liqueur, whatever you want. I prefer Cointreau or Grand Marnier, whatever flows your hair back. There's other, there's like orange curacao, I think it's called. So they'll call it curaco, whatever it is. Um, but I prefer Cointreau or a little bit of uh, Grand Marnier for my orange liqueur. So there you go. You can either blend it with ice if you want and salt a rim, or you can have it on the rocks. So there you go. Happy Cinco de Mayo. We are good to go there. And you shall enjoy an amazing, amazing cocktail. So, yeah, let's get ready. We're going to have Benji calling in in just a couple seconds here. If you missed last night's show, I have a very special Council of Gays coming at you starting the end of this week. I've brought on 10 experts 
in all areas of entertainment, foodies, um, travel, uh, fitness, uh, mental health, that are going to be doing fun little segments from here on out as we go forward. So I'll talk more about them this week. Let's go ahead. Since we have Benji coming on just a second, we're going to play a little bit of my buddy Joan Ryan. This is Shall We Dance. When we come back, we're going to talk to Benji Schwimmer, internationally renowned and celebrated and award-winning choreographer and dancer. Here we go. Shall We Dance? Listen to Left of Straight Show right here at the Left of Straight Radio Network. Be back on the other side of the song. I do not know you well But when the music started Something drew me to your side So many men and girls Are in each other's arms It made me think That we might be Good night. 
That is my buddy, Joan Ryan, that has been trapped in New York, I believe. As soon as she gets back to California, we're going to have her back on the show. I love her voice, and she has it's a great one-woman show coming up. But I am excited. It's a great entryway. Shall we dance to our next guest? He has the distinction of being probably my longest interview ever, coming in at just about two hours. We had to play it over two days, and I've been in love with him ever since. He's an internationally renowned and award-winning dancer and choreographer. He first came across my radar, of course, way back on So You Think You Can Dance Season 2. But since then, he's continued tearing up the competitive dancing until his recent retirement choreographing amazing music videos and working on some of your favorite artists and different projects, including movies and so much. And most important of all, I've been able to call him a friend. He is going to do a great streaming chat tomorrow that you're not going to want to miss, but I'm glad to give you a little preview tonight. And it gives me a great chance to catch up with my friend, Mr. Benji Schwimmer. How the heck are you? Scott, I am doing great under the circumstances, super well. Um, I'm happy to be back on, and I promise everybody that's listening right now that this interview will not be as long as my previous <laughs> incarnation <laughs> with you. <laughs> that was the wildest thing. I still talk about it to different people. It's like Benji was nice enough to give me my very first interview because I've been a fan for a long time, and he was nice enough to do it on a 4th of July, of all things. It's a holiday. I said, I swear yeah. it'll be 45 minutes to an hour. And we just sat it for two hours. I just couldn't get enough of it, my friend. It was an amazing interview. So it's fun. It's fun. Longest one ever. What the heck? I love it. Well, it's easy. But when, I promise we'll keep it about a half an hour a day. We've got places to go, people to see, even during quarantine, Corona 2020, right? Absolutely. Sounds great. Well, I have missed you, my friend. Let's start with that. How are you holding up? How's the family holding up? It's got to be a tough time, I'm sure, for the studio and for you just not having any place to go to because no one's allowed to gather, but how are you holding up mentally and physically? Yeah. So um, mentally at first, you know, it's pretty interesting, Scott, when it first happened, I'm a major germaphobe and I get updates from the world health organization and CDC to my phone half for over six years now. And I travel like wearing a mask and gloves sometimes like I'm, I'm that guy on the plane in general. So when this first happened, of course, I catastrophicized like the entire thing. And um, mm-hmm. it wasn't until like my fiance, Dan, was like, he's like, you've got to snap out of this. <laughs> he's like, you're <laughs> he's like for somebody who's so much on the go, who tends to be rather positive and analytical. He's like, you're really shutting yourself off to like the reality of the situation and the science behind the situation. And. So it was nice because he he was in New York at the time. I'm in Palm Springs. You know, ever since you invited me over to Palm Springs, like I fell in love with the city so much. 
I went apartment hunting the very next day after we had our live interview in Palm Springs last year. And um, so moved here, brought, brought Dan down, and we've been together, hunkered in and sheltered in place together. So, you know, it's, it's, every day it's been better. Um, I've been more accustomed to, like, going out and still shopping. And, you know, I still wear mask gloves. I wear the goggles. <laughs> I double up a mask. I've actually we chemically <laughs> treated our masks to be extra antiviral and et cetera, et cetera. But it's good. And, you know, family is healthy, and um, I really can't complain. You know, despite not traveling and, and not working like I normally would, um, you know, we're trying to make do and kind of work around it just like everyone else is. I mean, I guess you're one of the only people like you get to interview as normal. Like you, you have kind of the ideal job for the apocalypse, it seems. It's really weird because I and I feel almost a little guilty about it. I got to be totally honest with you because I am moving instead of my two days a week, I'd bump it up to five days a week because literally everybody is home. And so everyone that I've ever asked for an interview is all of a sudden saying, you know what? I have a little time now. So I've done <laughs> last month for April. I usually do about eight to 10 interviews a month for April. I did 33 for this May. Wow. I have 40 scheduled about, so it's just crazy oh my time gosh. for me, but it's good for Where my mental go, health, man. so it gives me someone to talk to. Well, thank you, but it gives me someone to talk to. It, it, it's good for my mental health because I'm able to share stories with people. I feel yeah. good that I'm bringing different artists that are able to do some things to make some money while this is going on, bringing a lot of artists on that are doing um, streaming concerts and asking just if you want to give a Venmo donation, go for it. And I have a couple of fitness instructors that are doing the same thing, and it's good for me to feature these people to help out where I can. So I feel good about mm-hmm. it. It's, it's making me feel really good. Well, you make a lot of people feel good, Scott. So I, I'm, I'm glad that it's the oh, there's reciprocity in that, 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 that action. Truly like it's, it's these kinds of things. It's, it's the ability to connect with one another and, you know, being a host such as yourself, you've networked so many people in the LGBT communities that it's just, it's, it's given us like a, a nice platform that's familiar you know, we're not having to adapt anything with you because you already established such a great network and great communication. And um, I'm sorry, I know this is becoming your interview, and that's great. Like, <laughs> you're, I just think you're wonderful, <laughs> man. You and, um, you know, it's, it's people don't know this, but like having met you personally, too, even after our initial interview, um, you know, I hope that the community understands, like, the way you speak on the radio, right, is is the exact same cadence and kindness and positivity when you when you're you know you're off camera off mic and you're just you're just such a wonderful guy and I'm, I'm happy that you're getting all of these interviews and you know just building your empire up man it's it's really inspiring well, Benji Schwimmer making me blush across country thank you my friend I really appreciate <laughs> it you know I really do appreciate you especially and all my guests so thank you for that I I really do appreciate it I want to dive a little deeper while we're into this because you've um talked about in the past you've had um body image uh, dysmorphia some help talk about people are home now all they're doing is feels like they're eating and everything how yeah. mental health wise can we all kind of just give ourselves a break and allow this to happen is that is that possible um how are you yeah. feeling about it are you are you try, is it making you go super healthy or are you able to kind of deal with that how's that going so I definitely, for the first like two, three weeks, I was like, like I said, I was in this bit of a depressed funk and I was just sad that I wasn't dancing. And then, 
you know, we didn't have gym time. So I always combine like to me dancing. I never considered it exercise because it was just my way of life. And even though I'm retired from competition now, I still train and practice and move and improvise every day. And um, so for me, it was just very weird to take away the gym, which is what I felt was my exercise. But, you know, it's what's been great. It's like I feel like everybody, if we want to take a couple of weeks off as we're just adapting to life, it's fine. So as long as we're not developing bad habits. So I don't think we should get so down on ourselves. And the thing that disturbs me is I'm seeing this online. And this is what I would suggest for people like that kind of have a similar, um, a similar issue as I do with body image issues and body dysmorphia is the social media right now for a lot of people, especially the, what I call like the trap models of Instagram, the ones that, you know, they're posting very highly edited Photoshop pictures of their impossible to achieve bodies. Um, look at that. And, the, the funny thing is it's like, yeah, you may covet that um, and that's fine, but chances are they're also either Photoshopping themselves and or they don't look like that right now under the basis of quarantine. And I'm not going to divulge too much, but I have friends in the, um, the basically the athletics, the athletic sport modeling world. And they, without naming names, a lot of them, if not all of them, are on any kind of form of illegal steroid. Now, I'm not judging them either way on right. that, but the problem is is when you do take those kinds of supplements, there is the, the need or the absolute like must that you have to go to a gym and lift weights. It's not like you can bench press your couch easily for the same amount of weight. So I, right. I, I feel like we just need to step away a little bit, and I feel like a lot of us, I just stopped listening to social media a lot during this time. I think some people are rushing to it for inspiration, and for me – I ran from it. I'm, I'm still posting and I'm still getting back to people, but I'm not just scrolling through like endlessly on feeds. And I've actually, I've had to like mute a couple of people's feeds, people that I've worked with and, and know, but I feel like they're projecting that look. I still look perfect. I'm better than you. And, and maybe that's just my own right, like right. inner demons kind of interpreting it that way. But a lot of the times I feel like some of these, these selfies, it's like there's nothing inspiring about this. And the world needs a little bit of positivity. Now, if you have an OnlyFans account and your way to entertain the world is through your body and, 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 and sexualizing yourself, I totally get it. And that's, to me, that's your business. I'm, I'm not judging that whatsoever. I have friends in that industry. Right, right. No big deal. But for those of you that are, are trying to add like a caption like, stay positive, everybody, and your jockstrap picture is like on full blast. <laughs> I just feel like that's not the healthiest thing to saturate your brain with right now. Um, and there if you're you listening go. and you're doing that, wake up. <laughs> and if you're falling victim to looking at that, take it from somebody who suffered from that for many years in his life. Like, just shut it off. You know, we're all human. Exactly. And can I be honest, God? Like, I, I'm going to say something pretty interesting because I'm collecting all this footage right now for my, my show that I'm putting on tomorrow night. And, um, you know, you have to go back into your cloud and I'm pulling old videos, rehearsal videos, some of my worst like crashes in rehearsals were like my, my dance partner fell on top of my jaw and it dislocated and broke. And I had to have it wired for six months during competition season and like all sorts of weird, crazy stuff that happened. And I found these terrible moments but you know as you're going through the cloud you also see like your gym selfies or your bathroom mirror selfies you know throughout the years and I went all the way back to 2000 oh god 2001 and uh whatever my whenever my cloud started I was just looking at pictures and images that I had 
And it's so funny because I remember that year. I remember that time of my life seeing that selfie and thinking, God, my body was this, my body was that. And my image of what I thought I looked like was very different from the image that I actually had, um, both for the good and the bad. And so right now what I'm, I'm trying to do personally for a long-winded answer is I'm just going about really trying to take care of my mental health and my physical health, not my aesthetic appearance, but rather I'm active. I try cycling around my – I live in a very small gated community, and we're able to jog as long as we have a mask on or ride our bikes in the community without any problems. And um, mm-hmm. I do that late at night, um, and it's wonderful to smell the desert air. Um, you know, I'll do, I'll do workouts in the house as well. I'm obviously still dancing when I can in my kitchen. And, you know, I do what I can, but, it's, again, it's, um, I'm not going to be as worked out as I would be if I had a gym seven days a week. And I, for some reason, I'm okay with it. It doesn't matter. And what are we honestly attracted to? We want to look perfect, but I've never been attracted to the perfect physique ever in my life. It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. Well, and even on the opposite, and it's been kind of fun. I think it's been for the first time seeing some real reality with these live streams that people are doing to raise money. And you see people uh, like, Patty Lapone and all these Broadway stars without makeup on, just trying yeah. to be out there and do stuff. It's kind of I liked it, and people calling them, "Oh, she's so brave to do this." Like, no, she's being real. What's that's what's brave about being real? But it's it's kind of nice to yeah. see that as well. So we got both sides of it. It's very very interesting. That well, is we, inspiring to we, me. Yeah, I I like it. I love it. I, I'm kind of living for those things. And I really want to play pinball in Patty Lapone's basement, but that's another story altogether. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, so we talked a little about Palm Springs. It was so great to have you out there last year. We got in a little bit of trouble with our Marco Polo by the pool, but hey, what the hell? It was fun for us. <laughs> that <laughs> was epic. Some... That that night will live in infamy Wasn't forever, my friend. Oh, so it much fun. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. Uh, am I sorry we woke up, Brandon? A little bit. Uh, am I Am I yeah. over it? Oh, I was over it that night. I had so much fun. It was just not even funny. Great time. <laughs> At the gay men's uh, resort were... playing Marco Polo. <laughs> exactly. You were, uh, Lewis and I were talking about the other day, uh, my friend that Fernando brought up. It was just hilarious. But uh, you were giving us stories to live for in the jacuzzi Um I won't name names, but stuff from Once Upon a Time in America and all sorts of great things. Uh, talk about, is there any stories you can tell us now that it's past time that you can share with anybody? You've had some amazing collaborations and some music videos. Any, any yeah. fun stories you can share? Totally, yeah. I mean, for those of you that would be interested. Um, so actually, it was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, for Sock was the title of the film, and I think at the time that the movie had not been released, so I couldn't tell publicly that I choreographed or co-choreographed the, the, the Quentin Tarantino film with Leo DiCaprio. And um, it was a, a very interesting experience. And then recently I just got done doing a small campaign for Iggy Azalea um, and a really awesome UK artist named Alice who sings like her hooks in the song. And the, the music video was called Lola. Um, I recommend if you guys want to watch a really fun video, not because I was a part of it, but because it's a really catchy song. And um, it was a really well thought of video. The concept's pretty fun. Um, It's called Lola by Iggy Azalea. And that was just like the most 
random experience in general. Um, I had never expected to work with the likes of Iggy um, just because (laughs) I just didn't think like um, she was not somebody on my natural radar. Like I didn't think like, I don't think I've ever had a, anyone submit like an agent submit my reel to somebody in the hip hop world. Um, And the funny thing was, is Iggy had reached out to my agency, her reps did. And they're like, we want someone to teach us sway dancing sway dancing and so my agent (laughs) so my agent scratched his head and he's like okay i know benji is kind of a dance historian because like i am i'm I'm the biggest dance historian like the historicity of dance is just to me such a fascinating thing and i actually want to circle back at one point if we can in this in this interview and talk about what i think um this experience with covid and what we can learn from the past with history and negative disasters and world events and how it affected the arts community. Um, but this kind of correlates into it. And so, yeah, so he said, maybe Benji knows what sway dancing is. And he reaches out to me and I'm like, sway dancing. I'm like, does she mean like swing dancing or like, <laughs> I didn't even know I had to do some <laughs> research, but it turns out like there really isn't a real dance called sway dancing. There's a line dance in South Korea to the song Sway by the Pussycat Dolls, but the dancing in it is cha-cha and swing, and they just mixed two different genres together, which I'm oh, quite okay. proficient in. So when I found this out, I, I explained to her and him and her people what, what it was, and she's like, well, can you, can you do a music video? I said, yeah, like, when, when do you want me? Um, she's like, tomorrow afternoon at 1 p.m. Well, the funny story is, is I was in <laughs> I Romania, yeah, I was in Romania and um, to a car, and Romania was not flying direct to LAX that day. And so I, I had to fly. I had to take a chicken coop truck to a different, to Hungary, to a different country at 11 o'clock oh at gosh. night. It was a three-and-a-half-hour trip. Oh there was gosh. chickens inside this truck. I kid you not. <laughs> Luckily, the event only directors you. were I like – Only you. I swear to gosh. Only you. I, I know. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. And the event directors, bless their heart, it was a Romanian dance festival, first ever of its kind. We just wrapped. And I'm like, um, can, can I go? They're like, oh, we'll set it up for you. We have a guy that's a trustworthy driver. This man decided to pick up random – and this is going to sound like a very weird thing, but random like gypsy people – like there were people like on the side of the road, picked them in. They had the coins dangling. They were singing. And this, this, this one old lady sat next to me and she gave me some sort of blessing. I don't know what it was. I didn't speak the language, but it was pretty cool. Um, and, and then I get there uh, an hour beforehand. And this is the funny thing about Iggy. So I get there an hour beforehand and I'm working. I'm sweating because I had no chance to even like stand up, set choreography to workshop movement. Like I was going in the complete dark. And then of course, out of nowhere, she shows up eight and a half hours late. <laughs> so I'm stuck. Oh. I'm stuck in a dance studio in LA. I didn't, I could have taken my original flight. Like it, it, it was just one of those funny moments in Hollywood where it's like, oh, hurry man. up and wait. And I'll tell you right. this, Scott, like I, I, <laughs> I just kind of sat there twiddling my thumbs, but sure enough, I had a lot of content prepared to give to Iggy when she was ready. Um, it, it was just, she was getting her nails done and then time slipped away. So that, <laughs> that was the situation. <laughs> um, and I, I think I'll leave it at that for the time being, but yeah, there's been some crazy stories recently that uh, you just have to laugh at and, and you know, what I think people don't understand, um, I know that since, since pretty much everybody listening to this is probably gay um, or trans or, or in the queer communities at least, w- one thing to remember about divas, like quote-unquote divas, right? I feel like 
especially the gay community, I feel like gay men in particular are just kind of obsessed with quote unquote divas. And, um, and we all know that type. We know that the Mariah Carey's, the shares of the world, right, right. right? The Madonna's, the even, even like the Beyonce's of the world, you know, they have that diva edge and mentality to them. And what people forget about is this, you know, there's always cameras, there's always somebody, there's always a witness. A lot of the time when you see these people um, and, and there's a lot of pressure to perform and they're constantly seeing themselves on playback in a music video, for example, I mean, they're, they already see all the comments online. They see the scrutiny, they see the hate, they see the praise. And so they're trying to navigate like a super inflated ego with super inflated hate. And that's a really like volatile combination. And I, I dealt with yeah. that a little bit right after the So You Think You Can Dance thing, like in a very minuscule amount. And so uh, it's just completely volatile and impossible to navigate without cracking on uh, a couple moments. So whenever people say like, oh, is this person, is she a diva? And it's like, well, yeah, because she's famous, makes a lot of money, is producing her own content, is trying to navigate crews of 500 people that don't care about her and doesn't want to get made fun of on TV and online. Like there's a lot of like other things that go into that pressure of it all. So I would say this with people like Iggy Azalea, who people call her like, you know, they, they say they call her any name under the sun a lot in her interviews. I will say this when I was one on one with Iggy and there wasn't a lot of pressure, there wasn't as much downtime. There was some downtime, like one of the most articulate, super smart um, people don't know this about her because she doesn't like to say it publicly for sympathy. She edits every music video that she's done herself. She writes oh my wow. every, yeah, she, she writes every concept. She storyboards everything. So when she does a music video, she knows every detail, every little um, design, every color that was chosen. She has chosen every single thing, every, like every single detail. And, you know, she's, she's had some amazing. amazing music videos. You look at fancy, you look at some of these other videos, like all of those details have been by her. And she, um, she's very quiet because she's constantly analyzing. And I think for her in particular, what's, what's the it, biggest hurdle with her is I'm trying to get her to move. And I'm worried about her moving and looking right. And at the time when we were doing the performances or the takes, she would be moving. But I can see her brain and she's thinking about the shot or she's thinking about a lighting rig or she's thinking about the wardrobe. And I'm like, we just got to get a good solid take where you're only a dancer and a lip singer. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that's, that would be, right. that would make my job complete. But what's funny, um, something that I learned with her recently um, also, and, and this kind of translated into some other future projects I'm working on with like Elton John's company and a few others. Um, they're just a quick name drop, by the way. But uh, so when, <laughs> when we're working with these people, I've also started moving into artists having me um, come to their music videos, even if it's just natural performances. You know, they're not learning eight counts or bars or phrases of choreography, step touch, ball change, none of that. Sometimes they'll ask me now just to watch, like, did my pinky finger look bad in this take? Um, you know, was, I, was my eyesight, was my chin line looking good? Did I have a double chin in this? Did I look down too much? Did I look up too much? Am I repeating the same movements on these good takes? And so... I've, it's been a very interesting, like a branching out of consulting people for movement. And all of that kind of started with once upon a time in Hollywood where I choreographed a dance scene. And then Leonardo DiCaprio was like, can you just work on me when I'm on TV, how to stand, where to put my fingers, how to hold my cigarette. So then I started doing like characterization stuff, which is great because 
um, one, it's physically a lot less like taxing on my body. And I get to be like very hyper specific about things that are not challenging anymore. Like I don't have to teach non-dancers to be dancers, but I can just teach humans to just be a little bit more presentable <laughs> and human. Right, so right. choreography is very multifaceted and like I have a, a company like a tech company doing like a simple commercial. I don't, I don't think I can name their name publicly right now, but um, like just a man talking about a computer and how to hold his hand. Like that's something that I'm going to be working on in the future. Um, it was postponed because of COVID, but it's just, it's a very weird world. It's just so weird. Nothing that I would have ever expected for myself, even five, 10 years ago, but um, nonetheless, here we are, man. Well, we have to pray to brag on you because it is your attention to detail. I mean, telling that story won't get into the detail of the story, but you catch these things that people don't see. Your eye, you are so used to, I don't know if from counting your movements or from what you've done in, in your life to learn what you've learned and taught yourself and, and came across, but you catch every little detail and is locked in your mind. I don't know if it's photographic memory, muscle memory, how you do it, but that's your, that's your superpower, my friend. You are so good at that. This is a great that's, career. That's, for you. that's really sweet for you. You know, it's my dad, um, I know that we talked about this beforehand and during the interview, my dad was probably on his, almost on his deathbed at the time at the, at our first interview that we had. And he has since actually right. overcome some of those struggles. And you know, we're, we're taking extra care and caution right now during this time because he's like the highest risk group right now for COVID related illnesses and death. And, but what's funny is we were having a, a simple, he had kind of a bad day. He lost a family member and I came over in a full hazmat suit, basically, and I, I sit outside in his porch, basically, while he's inside about, I don't know, 10, 15 feet away. And um, we wear, I wear my mask and everything, but I just keep him company a couple of days a week. And we were having mm. some talks, and he said, you know, it's funny, Benji. He's like, I, I just started remembering all these stories about when you were a little boy. And I asked him, I said, you know, Dad, um, it's just crazy that, like, I'm, I've, I, have I always been this obsessed about these little tiny details and these little figures. And he said, yeah. And I said, because my dad and my mom, the way that they teach, they're not detail oriented. My parents are both professional dancers and they're very great coaches, but definitely not their method. And my dad said he was teaching a workshop and my parents would take me to these dance conventions every weekend, all year round as a little boy. And I was, he said, I was four years old because I was walking on my own and I was potty trained. And I remember he was teaching a big workshop um, in some sort of ballroom dance. And I walk in about 15 minutes into the class and I was just going to go up by the DJ booth and play with my toys, which is kind of, you know, just the normal thing that we would do all the time, just kind mm -hmm. of passing the time away as a child of dance teachers. And I got off the podium and I guess my dad had warned one of the 200 people in the room, please drop, uh, lift your elbow up. Your elbow is too low, sir. Like as a leader, you have to hold your elbow high to create a better line. And I wasn't in there for that correction, but I walked in, I dropped my toys. I think I had a dinosaur in my hand at the time. I wished it was a My Little Pony, but that's for another conversation. And I put it <laughs> on the ground and I guess, and I, and I, I, I don't remember this story at all. This is something he told me that I walked in the middle of the floor, ignored my dad. And I walked up to the man and I lifted his elbow up and I corrected it. And then he overcorrected it. So I reach as high as I possibly can and bring his elbow down to the proper level. And as a kid, like my, everybody in the, I guess the, the class was just roaring because my dad had warned this man, <laughs> put your elbow up. 
and I went in there without provocation, without anything. My dad was in the middle of instructing something with my mom, and I, I'm correcting people in my parents' class. So I, I guess it's just kind of always oh, been boy. there. And then with the body image issues, like think about that brain, and then you put that into all of the other issues that I've had in my life, and that same analytical brain is now picking apart my own physical body. Um, and that's, I think where all of that is correlated to body image issues, of course, but I'm not like that with other people's aesthetic. Like, I, uh, right. if I'm dating somebody and he's like, oh, I gained 10 pounds and I'm like, I don't care. Those 10 pounds are mine. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> matter like to it. me. I like, like I love it. So well, it and you guys got to listen to my couple of my past interviews with Benji, just the way he interprets and sees music that's a whole other story and we're doing it again yeah. my friend i promise you 30 minutes we're 25 minutes in i've gone to three of my seven subjects i have to go over so we're gonna speed through <laughs> a little bit here so i can okay, get you out of here i know you have stuff to do but let's talk what are you allowed to say about your plans i i saw of course we're buddies on social media what's your plan yeah. on this kobe bryant dance film you're you're conceptualizing right now what yeah, can you talk about um, that's a great question so for people that don't know me very well um i was a competitive dancer for a very long time um and kobe bryant was like my my biggest muse um at some point when i won my first world championship i was 17 years old the same age that kobe was drafted and because of that i always felt like this really deep connection with him and Unfortunately, due to the, the pandemic, like I, was, I had to pause the actual filming of what I'm doing. But when Kobe passed, it, it was a rare moment in time that I was home. And so I actually drove to the crash site, and I stayed at the crash site till about 11.15 at night. Um, and there was a big crowd of people. You know, we were all roped off by the cops, but I was right there in front wearing his jersey. Um, there was a few other celebrities that were there, like Travis Barker from Blink-182 was there. A couple of rappers, I think Snoop Dogg showed up for a little bit, but he got mobbed. And I was just standing there just in shock, waiting for him to survive, waiting for Kobe to pull out of it, because um, he was kind of like a demigod to me. And um, uh, out of nowhere, when, when they finally dragged the corners van, you could see them pull the body through at the angle that, that I was standing at. It was just like, it was heartbreaking. And I remember driving home thinking, okay, I... I feel like I owe it to this man because like I went to the same back doctors mm. as him. I went to his nutritionist, anything that I could do to like tap into that as a muse. I did because after you've won, um, I, I, I've won 14 times the, the world championships in, in the field of modern swing, which is like similar to figure skating rules. And, um, you know, after you win a certain amount of time, your, your muse almost cannot be anybody in your field. You gotta, you gotta search elsewhere sometimes for influences, and I've kind of always been that way. Like Bruce Lee was a big That's influence, and sure. yeah, RuPaul, Jay Z, these are like big influences. So, anyways, long story short, um, I'm gonna be working on a piece. I wrote a spoken word song, and I'm having a friend of mine who is working on some beautiful string instrumentation and some really strong, aggressive drum work. And basically, some of Kobe Bryant's greatest clips. He was known for having probably the best footwork of all time in, in, in basketball. Um, and so his movement, his positions, I've decided to create a video where we're taking his shape. He'll be dribbling at one point, and then I start in the exact same position that he's in, and I transition my dance movement into a different position from a different clip of his. So basically, oh, wow. I, in a weird sort of way, I'm, I'm editing in a way 
that Kobe Bryant is my dance partner. And we're, we're almost creating a symbiotic chain of dance movement into basketball movement. And it's, again, I'm not making any money off of it. I'm not asking for even donations for it. It's just something that I wanted to do. Um, it's something that we're, we're going to be sending directly to Vanessa Bryant, who's Kobe's uh, widowed wife and, and her family. They're all big dance fans. So I wanted to send that to them. And it was just my way to say thank you um, to somebody who I just, I, I praise. Mm, that sounds so beautiful. That sounds so, so beautiful, Benji. Good on you working for that. On it. All right. Well, you have to send me a sneak of the final product if it's only going to her. I, I just sounds amazing. All right. Well, I want to get into your class tomorrow, but I mean, you had an internet master class recently. Was that your first time doing it over the web like that, doing a master class? Talk about that for a second. No. Yeah. So I've been doing, um, listen, you know, we're all kind of <laughs> for a dancer who travels 45, 46 weeks a year, um, you know, we're kind of unemployed <laughs> in the normal sense <laughs> right. right now. And, um, and like I said, the dance studio is closed too. So it's not like we can even bring our students to us. If I can't travel out, they can't travel in. And I've had a lot of gigs. In fact, this entire time um, up until like the month of July was going to be my busiest time I've ever had bookings wise, because I was planning a wedding uh, with my fiance and wanted to save the money and it kind of lay low a little bit near the end of this year for, you know, just a spell for us to kind of become a little bit more domesticated with each other. And so it's kind of unfortunate in that sense, but I have been teaching some classes and um, this past like two weeks, I've been doing, a, I do a lot of online, like private one-on-one coaching with dancers and dance couples. I do a lot of okay. video analysis, but I've been doing some zoom and also some Vimeo lives as well as Instagram live classes, either um, a dance studio will host me to work with their people directly, or um, big groups will just invite multiple masses to come and take. Done a couple of charity classes as well. Um, several, uh, the Japanese, U.S. and Canadian Olympic committees have also had me teach movement classes for their figure skaters who are not allowed to touch ice right now. So that's oh, been wow. really interesting. Okay. Yeah, and... Um, Again, sometimes it's a combination. Sometimes it's theory and lecture. But yeah, I've been teaching several master classes. And um, if people are interested in working with me, please just reach out to me on my social medias. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing all day. In fact, after this interview, I'm going to be coaching a, uh, a budding amateur ballroom dance competitor who lives in Australia. And she likes to work with me Ooh. in her mornings, which are my nighttime evenings. So, um, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Go figure. Right. <laughs> right. All right. Well, let's get into then tomorrow night's class. This is very exciting. It's uh tomorrow night, five thirty PM. I'm guessing that's your time. Or is that Eastern time? It's Pacific standard time, five thirty PM so that it's not too late for the East coast as well. Um, okay, and so what, what we're, I, it just sounds amazing. It's going to be kind of an interactive, retrospective, plus kind of a teachable moment, too. Yeah, so my philosophy behind this project, I've been wanting to do something like this for a very long time. And for those of you that really don't know me, other than as the guy that was on So You Think, um, I do hold a world record for most world titles ever won in any sport. Um, that having been done so uh, without any defeat. So I've, I've been an undefeated defending uh, world champion of any sport that requires routine. And um, because of that, like, so yeah, there's the, so you think, and there's the music videos and there's 
you know, the Instagram thirst traps on occasion, but really my, my biggest source of pride is what I've been able to achieve on that competitive floor. And I'm going to be sharing some really interesting stories. Even at one point I had to either choose competing at one of my world championships, which would have been like my seventh world title or to have a co-starring role on high school musical two. And um, I turned down the role because I wanted to do my competition. And, and so there's, there's oh, all no. sorts of, yeah. Oh no, no. I'm totally happy about it because I did not look, know that like, story. Well, I, I, I'm sure. I mean, you have to be happy. You are impressive every way, but that's the story I didn't know. So that took me by a little surprise. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's some Easter eggs out there. So whether you're a dance fan or I, I don't, I, I guess without being a dance fan, I don't think you could be a Benji fan, but if you um, are curious about watching anything, if you're in the arts or if you're in the, the sport world, or if you're, wanting to see what happens behind the scenes to, to, to get to the, the levels of competition, to make something happen. These, these quote unquote works of art, these, these dance pieces that we have, even on dancing with the stars, the, the videos of the behind the scenes are sometimes more entertaining than the dancing itself. However, it's very doctored. Um, and I'm going to be giving you a lot of my insight, my experiences, um, sharing some of the video footage of me being injured because um, we try and record almost everything. And I'm going to be going through um, half of my most notable world championship routines and how we got there, the creative process, the details, the things I wish I would have changed, the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, the good, the bad, the ugly. I, I've, I'm notorious for if I'm hurt, I don't get mad at my dance partner. I get mad at like a wall or a chair or a car <laughs> and there's some videos of me punching, uh, kicking through the door before competitions because I, I broke a rib or I broke my nose two days or one day before the world championships one year. It's a really funny story. And I dislocated my jaw, throwing my dance partner in the air, had to have my, you know, the jaw wired shut and I still competed things like that, um, that people don't understand and see. So you'll be able to watch clips of these videos as well as some behind the scenes footage. And then, we're just going to make it very interactive. People can ask me questions. They can, um, you know, just get some insight on the mania and the sacrifice and the method behind trying to just excel in a field that is very competitive and also very risky. Um, and I think that that can be applied to any profession that somebody might be in. So, and then on top of that, we talk about like the personal journeys that I've been through and how these routines either masked or they reflect what I was going through. So the emotional, the physical, behind the scenes, the competitive, the drama, also the fun times. I feel like that's really important. The creative process, et cetera, et cetera. Definitely. The training methods, all of it is going to be included tomorrow night. Well, I am so proud of you for doing it, man. Again, that's 5.30 tomorrow night, uh, 8.30 here um, Eastern time. The good news is it's only $20 if you want to catch it live, but you can see the replay because I'm going to be doing my show tomorrow night. So I can catch the replay for just 30 bucks on it. Go to our dance global website. And I'm excited for it. It sounds like it's going to be a great thing. Are you excited? I'm super excited. And one, one quick blurb um, about that. You also can go to my website, BenjiWasHere.com. And in my blog, I have the most recent post about the information. And just to let you know, if you are foreign that are, that are listening to this, or if you're not able to make it at that time, I've actually extended the window to keeping the price at $20. Um, the, the streamable $30 version of it will be available at the end of May. So we're keeping it for $20 for the entire time. You can nice. watch it multiple times. If you want to digest it in little bits, I tend to talk a lot if you, in case you haven't noticed. So 
Um, and it's interactive. So if you have questions, reach out. We would love to hear your, your curiosities, your insights. And I'm saying this true, truly, like nothing is off the table with what we're going to talk about um, tomorrow evening. So I'm excited to do that because too many dancers are just plastic and fake and they create this image of either they're, they're perfect goody two-shoes or, or that they're just super egotistical and they don't actually show that they struggle and they have fears and um, they have to work hard for what they've got. So I feel like it's important to just kind of pull the curtain back right now and really reveal what it takes to create the art that, that many of us do. Well, you are real through and through, my friend. I want people to see this. I'm going to watch it just to get the stories out of it, even though I can't move <laughs> worth beans. Uh, speaking about your website, there's still some amazing dance videos you have on there, some training videos. Talk about real quick, and then we got to let you go in like three minutes here. Um, the Modern sure. Swing Podcast. That's something you just started. Talk about that for a second. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a little bit more of a niche community thing, but there is something that I just started called the Modern Swing Podcast, and it, it talks about um, the modern swing or the modern partner improv world. Um, it's a type of swing dancing, but it's not the kind that you would think. It's not a vintage-based situation. In fact, we dance to, like, Drake and Ariana Grande and acoustic people and live performers and DJs that mix things up, but it's it's basically partner dance improv. So most of the videos that you see where I'm not wearing a costume of me, I'm, I'm usually dancing with somebody, nothing is planned, and there's actually a technique on how to make those moves happen. You don't know who you dance with. You have to draw a name out of a hat, usually at random. And we do this in our community, and it's now the fastest-growing partner dance in the world, Modern Swing. So I started a podcast talking about it, um, and I feel like I'm able to do it because I'm a retired competitor. I don't really care about scores or scoring any political favors at this point, which is why I'm also talking about the routines. So if you want to hear more, um, mm -hmm. it's sometimes it's essay form. Sometimes it's a little bit more nostalgic. Sometimes it's more of a heavy hitting interview with other dancers and kind of going down that world. Please feel free to stop by. Um, again, everything is on my website. Benji is here, or you can also go to uh, my Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Well, Benji Schwimmer, you just make my heart smile. I miss seeing your face in person, and thanks for only going over 15 minutes today. I think we may get you to your dance class in time. We have a new world record for the two of us here. I think we do. Uh, I give think your fiance Dan a hug for me. I still haven't got to meet him in person, but I'm glad he's settling in Palm Springs there, and we're going to talk to you very you. soon, my friend. All right, Scott. Thanks again, and uh, be safe, everyone. Thanks so much for your time. All right, stand the line for me, Benji. Guys, we're going to play okay. out a little song. When we come back, we're going to have Jason and Christian on. You listen to the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight radio network.
right, you guys, we are back. That was our good buddy, Eris, Only You. And speaking of Only You, my next two guests, I only want to have them on there. Great friends of the show. And now mine, I had to have them call in. We got to hang out in Palm Springs. They're both actors, influencers, and just all around great guys. They're a long-term couple engaged to be married this year and are just excellent at posting content to get us through these crazy times. Please welcome back to the show, my friends, Jason Caceres and Christian Lopez. Boys, how we doing? Hey! Uh, I didn't know great. if I should, like, cheers for us afterwards. Yeah. Be like, yeah. <laughs> you should. Nice? You deserve <laughs> yes, applause. I need to get an applause button, damn it. That's all there is to it. Oh, my God. <laughs> we'll provide the applause. I have that default where I like to make the alarm noise. That pew, 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 pew. But I didn't know if it was appropriate for this time. But I do love that noise. Whatever, there we celebrate every time we walk into the room. True. <laughs> then it, uh, I think I sent Jason an Easter text. And I learned how to do that little pew-pew thing where it does the laser shows on the iPhone. I love that thing now. I do that all the time. Wait, there's a Did thing where work? you can send laser shows? I don't know. I think, well, you yeah. got a new iPhone. I we got, got a new iPhone. We got to learn how to do that. Yeah, I got to be up to date. Oh, uh, when we go off air, you're going to give me your number, and I'm going to do it to you. It's so much fun. Does little laser light yes. show on your messages. I love it. Yes, you have to show us how to do. We just got well. Christian just got a new iPhone because he's Christian likes to hold on to things for a very, very, very long time, and his phone screen has been cracked for two years. And fight like literally last week during this whole quarantine debacle, his like gla- pieces of glass started falling off his phone screen, and I was like, "All right, enough. You're getting a new phone." <laughs> Like, That's going to make ridiculous. for a very long and happy marriage where you guys will be rich and settled for the rest of your life, though. That's a good to have a saver. I'm not a saver. It's good to have a saver in the family, well, right, Christian? Oh, no, I'm not a saver. In the <laughs> so, I refer to, so here's the thing. I work a lot off my phone, right? But, like, I have to, like, know my phone because, I, I mean, a lot of my income is based off, like, what I do on the apps and, like, what I work on. So, like, when I know a phone, I know a phone. <laughs> and I like to refer to my phones as cats. So, like, it's a cat that, that, like, in the beginning was very sweet, and as it got old, just started, like, kissing and biting at me. But, like, I understood that, like, I'm going to have the cat till the day it dies. That makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have a cat that's mean to you but you love it, you'll understand. And this is a reference for those type of people. A phone is not a cat. But to me, there you go. <laughs> well, that that makes more sense to me now that you just love the phone because I always thought Jason seemed to be the more organized, detail, make the list kind of guys and do all that kind of stuff. So it, that makes a little more sense to me. <laughs> oh, I'm absolutely the more detailed, yeah. organized kind I of am, person. I'm what's known as chaos, just in its purest form. Well, how are you holding up then with quarantine? How are you boys doing? I mean, we're you're kind of Duck pretty much indoors, except for small little outings. Are you guys holding up okay? Is the wedding still on? Please tell me. <laughs> oh my God, I uh, what a he- I don't know. I mean, I, it's still on. The venue has told us that um, they're moving a bunch of other weddings down to December that were supposed to happen recently, and our wedding is supposed to be in December. So we're like, okay, right. our date hasn't changed. However. Um, there is news of this whole social distancing thing and uh, like mask wear, like the PPE, personal protection mm-hmm. equipment, um, being required into 2021. So oh. if that is the case, 
we need to cut down our invite list by 50% to allow for six feet social distancing at the reception and the ceremony, provide masks for everybody. So it's just rethinking this whole um, setup and theme, because if we have to get married with masks on, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Because the venue, like the venue's locked. We've paid for it. So it's not like we're like, no, we've decided to hold off a year, which I guess could be an option, but no, I mean, in that case, like if it has to be, like I don't, I, like to be honest with you, me and Jason have been so too long. By the end of this year, he's gonna be my <laughs> husband one way or a fucking another. I'm tired of it. I'm not putting up with it anymore. We're getting married. There you go. So, I was like, talking to my cousin about it, and I was like, it would be cute if we got everyone little custom made face masks yeah. that said like Jason and Christian, December 10th, because that's that's supposed to be our wedding date. Yeah. Um, and just make like a. Because our families are like, you know, we have we're, we come from very big Cuban families, mm-hmm. so we kind of just roll with the punches, and it would yeah. actually be a pretty cute joke to make everyone wear a face mask and party anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, knowing my family, the face mask will only stay on for 10 minutes anyway because um, they had a, a gender reveal party a week ago, and they were right. I zoomed in to the, to the gender reveal from Los Angeles. They're all in Miami. And uh, started off with everybody was supposed to just, like, drive by caravan style and, like, wave while the gender reveal was happening. Uh, From what I saw over Zoom, everybody parked their cars, got out, and started celebrating. And I was like, this is not social distancing. Oh, that's hilarious. But That is so Cuban, though. That is so Cuban. (laughs) So Cuban. Everybody was like, Screw this! They all parked on the street, got out, and were like, "Hey, it's a boy!" <laughs> oh, that's so I mean, cute. Make the best of- yeah. Well, we luckily Christian still works. Yeah, uh, talking about work. the quarantine, so it's just been me and at then, home. Yeah, and we've really like on my days off, we really like utilize our time. Like, I don't think since the quarantine, when I have a day off, we've really spent it inside. We go and we sunbathe for like two, three, four hours, have a picnic, bring the dog. You know, all while social distancing. All while social distancing. Sure. But like, the truth is, the truth is, like, I always say that it's. I don't like to give a problem without figuring out a solution. You know, and I think that's like a message that we kind of have to spread to everybody right now. Like, you can't see quarantine as an end all. You can't see quarantine as a prison. Thing that's right. necessary. You know. And, like, you have to deal with quarantine as you are dealing with it, you know, day by day, but try to make the most of it. Because at the end of the day, after these three, four, five months are done, you go back into the real world and you got to kind of live with what you did these three months. And you can either make the best of it or, you know, sit at home and fester. And we, I, I'm not somebody who sits at home and fester. Well, sometimes I sit at home and fester. But I signed up for a few online classes. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, I'm not a homebody. I have to go about every three or four days at least. I will go find a lake or a park or someplace that I can do a little social distance hike or walk. I just don't like being cooped inside. It's just not my thing. So I think you're right, Christian. We definitely have to find ways to to live with it but kind of still live our best lives, right? Absolutely. Here's Here's the thing about – I don't know how it is over there, but here in L.A. specifically – um, going outside is a whole different kind of stressor in itself because not only because of the quarantine and social distancing, but um, the lovely people that live in our city um, love are, are very opinionated, very creative people, um, very social people. 
So they love to get involved in other people's lives when they see people out <laughs> and about. Um, right. So it's very difficult to do anything because you are confront, literally confronted by people and their opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, like last time Christian had a day off, he's off today, but like last week on his day off, we went to this uh, small little park that's like by a dog park. It's one of the only parks still open in Los Angeles. Um, I was wearing a face mask. Uh, we were social distancing. I went to Walknick area and this man came up to me, like right up to me, social distance be damned, and says that I was being ridiculous for wearing a face mask because we were outdoors and the heat kills the virus anyway. And I should probably give my lungs some oxygen because I was depriving myself of a necessity. Like right up. Oh in my, my face. God. Did he have okay, his MAGA hat on at the time? It sounds like he's getting all of his news from Fox News there or something. That's so crazy. It was so wow. silly. First of all, from what I've read, it takes it's, it has to be like 135 degrees for this virus to die. It was 80. And this man was not wearing a face mask and walked right up to me. I'm like, this is, and if I were walking around without wearing a face mask, someone else would have come up and been like, you should wear. So yeah. it's, it's very difficult because we live in a city with very, very bold, opinionated people. So no matter right. Who, you could go outside just for 30 minutes to like clear your head and escape your apartment from this, like escape the quarantine. You'll be confronted by someone who thinks you're doing something wrong. Yeah, That's just too wild. We'll talk about, like you said, um, you got to find ways where, how you're going to get back to work after this. You're both actors. Christian does do all of his YouTube um, glam and makeup tutorials and everything else that he does online the whole nature of the business i mean i've been talking to so many people it's going to change i think so much because still who knows when you're going to be able to get back on set and how if they're going to do that with 10 or 50 people or how do you feel the industry is looking to adapt you've been keeping in touch with anyone industry-wise to see what to expect it's uh it's kind of it's a little confusing because um they release reports every once in a while but um I'm supposed to be working on this film um, with uh, Gary Terracino. Our dog's going crazy. Gabby. Um, Gary Terracino and uh, um, I think the DP is Billy Clift, which you, whom you're well acquainted with. Um, yeah. It's a film called Waking Up Dead. And we're, we were supposed to start shooting in April. And um, the director is keeping in touch with all of us. And he wants to be one of the first people to shoot the minute this quarantine is over. So he's looking at June, uh, early June, maybe late June. So we've been sending articles back and forth about all of these reports that Hollywood is um, releasing with different standards of different standards that uh, films and studios have to comply with. And okay. it's, it's a little confusing because some reports are like, um, well, the studios aren't going to open until September. And when they do, actors have to sign waivers saying that they understand the risk. But at the same time, crews can't be bigger than 10 people and no more than four people can physically interact with actors. And it, it's, it's very confusing because some of them are very contradicting. Um, I just read one this morning that said that they're going to have to film scenes as like split scenes. Mm-hmm. So if there's two people in a scene, you film one, all of their lines and then wrap them and then film the opposite person that they're supposed to be talking to in the scene 
separately. Oh wow! Splice it together. Well, it's gonna continue. It's gonna continue changing until there's like either a cure or a vaccine. But the truth is, entertainment is going to have to. You know, I feel like right now essential workers are essential. Luckily, I work in digital marketing, so like I, you know, I freaking I will always have a job. But the next step is getting entertainment up because. You know, entertainment's what allows people to feel like they're living a normal life. They have to, some sense, get the movies back up. They have to get the TV back up. They have to have new shows coming up. They have to have some sort of sporting event coming up. Because if not, people are going, you know, like, these are things that people live for. You know, these are things that people right. look up to. You know, entertainers are, are you know, it's a power. It's, it's powerful. Entertainment is power. And it's because we we provide a service to people to make them smile. So I have no doubt that everything will not, I mean, I don't think normal, I, I think there's going to be a new version of normal after this. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But I, oh, it's, you can't, you know, it, we got pushed down for a second. We're going to get up and we're going to figure it out because well, I think, these things need to be made. I think the whole nature of the industry is going to change. Yeah. I think we're going to see a, a shift from long-form media to short-form media. Um, I mean, people who aren't in the entertainment industry are jumping on this, like, TikTok bandwagon, yeah. and we're seeing a lot of creative output from people who aren't in the industry, yeah. and it's fantastic. It's I'm highly entertained I, by everything that's I happening. I also think that this whole quarantine thing is going to give a birth to a whole new style of entertainer. Like, I think, right. you know, I think one thing we have learned through this whole quarantine is the beauty of small business and how strong small businesses are going and are truly keeping America running right now, you know? And I think that's going to trickle down to the entertainment industry. It's going to go back to the people who are creative enough to make it work with just three people on set or, you know, the people who are creative enough to read these rules and find ways around them and find creative loopholes. It really, I feel like we're going back to, uh, I don't want to say a renaissance, but it's kind of like a rebirth. It's a complete new normal. Right. Exactly. And let's go to TikTok for a second. I got to say, I'm loving mom on TikTok. Your brother looks like he's <laughs> a, like loving filming mom. Um, how oh fun is that for them? Are they enjoying they it? Upset. I have been trying to get my brother on TikTok for two years just to entertain him. <laughs> uh, and he finally decided to do it. And then he made one video with my mom. And that video went up to like 2,000 views. And now she is like, I'm a celebrity. I made it big in like <laughs> less time than you have. And I'm like, oh, my God, mom, calm down. And she'll like call me and she'll be like, I just filmed a TikTok. Can you put it on your Instagram story so people can watch me? And I'm like, wow, the fame bug has really bit her hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's rid- oh, And she's like hilarious. doing them all in like these, I don't know if you've seen, but she's like doing them in like swimsuit tops. And I'm like, mom. You are a married woman. Stop showing your tatas online. <laughs> <laughs> I have been living for them. I saw you posting them. I had to subscribe to hers because I'm just loving it. Um, Christian, talk about that, though. I mean, you're the digital marketing expert. Have they monetized TikTok yet, or is that going to happen in five seconds? Because it's become like such a, a popular TikTok, platform. There's like a TikTok for business. I don't know much. So TikTok... TikTok, well, your TikTok has been monetized for a while. Uh, no, I, before this, I make so I can't I can't really talk. I make money off of TikTok, but for a different reason. TikTok, you know, there is sponsorships. Very hard to monetize because with monetization, there needs to be a sense of like ad revenue, and right. not just you. 
the beauty of TikTok, I think the beauty of TikTok is that nobody's making money off of it unless it's an ad. Everyone's just having fun for it. Nice. So okay. I don't, I don't know. I think it's, I think TikTok is going to be the next, what Vine did. TikTok is going to be something that's going to create all these new influencers. That's going to create all these new names that it's going to give people these platforms um, to do like, you won't get rich off TikTok, but you'll get TikTok will give you the platform in which you can like set yourself up for success. If that makes sense. Right. And for most no, people do not like celebrities on TikTok. Yeah. Like they just want to see regular people. Um, I don't know if you've seen, there's been obviously a huge influx of celebrities joining TikTok and people have been making other little videos asking them to get off and please, this is a people's platform and mm-hmm. not like, a platform for celebrities to like brag about their work. Christian Chenoweth just yells at people. Like she just does high notes and it's just like she's <laughs> screaming at us. So she's like, <laughs> let me tell you how I do this. <laughs> and it's like, damn, stop. There's so many parody <laughs> videos where it's like, why is Christian Chenoweth yelling at me on TikTok? Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Oh, I, have to, I haven't seen those. I have to look for that. Now talk about, I mean, you've done Instagram forever, Jason, and of course Christian. But are you looking into the different Zoom platforms and things like that and doing – because you've done so much besides your acting. you got your fitness and everything else. And now there's – we're seeing people doing stage readings on Zoom. We're seeing people do exercise videos with Venmo afterwards. Is this something you might want to pursue, or are you just hoping for this to get all over with and get back to normal? That's an an interesting question. Um, I have been doing a, a few table reads. I would say biweekly maybe with um, a writer a writing group. It's an LGBT writing group. I just did a table read last night via Zoom. Interesting because I guess you can invite audience members to watch via yeah. Zoom. I don't know. I don't know how that is going to work moving forward. Um, I do see a lot of people putting on like staged, uh, staged readings of plays on Zoom, um, having cast reunions on Zoom like yeah. Victorious did it. Right. Um, uh, Amy Lovato's show did it. And then uh, the um, thing a with bunch of Zoom, Disney Channel stars did it. Too. Yeah, the thing with Zoom, though, is that it caps your audience at 100 people. Yeah. So only the first 100 people that log in can watch. Oh, so got it. It, okay. it's, not, it's, not yeah. very, it's not very easily accessible to the public. Like, you have to have but, a specific link. Yeah. You have to be one of the first 100 people, and then you can just watch a replay later. And yeah. the replay ends up being TV or YouTube. Yeah. So you have to go through another platform anyway. Live broadcasting isn't new, though. Like, there's a, you know, besides Zoom, there's like a million different live broadcasting options and apps. And, like, it's always, it's always an option. It's always an option to go live and stuff like that. And it's been an option, you know, mm-hmm. for a very long time. Right. As far as Instagram, though, I think Instagram is definitely dying off. Mm-hmm. Um, I see report. I mean, Instagram, I'm blocked from Instagram until May 1st because apparently I was using it too much. And it's like, all right, Instagram, we're in a quarantine. Of course we're using it too much. That's ridiculous. So that is I'm ridiculous. Blocked I'm blocked on Facebook right now. It's like these platforms are just like, oh, we're blocking it in case it's spam. And it's like they're not adjusting to the way life has evolved Yeah. because of this whole thing. Which is probably yeah. I don't understand. I actually last year I got in, in Instagram jail while I was in Palm Springs with you guys. They wouldn't let me post. It's like I'm in Palm Springs. I'm away from my city. I'm trying to promote a radio show live for an entire month, and I got put in Instagram jail. It's like this is ridiculous. Don't you understand what's going on yeah. here? Yeah, I just I don't understand how they figured not, out. We're starting to see now how these like apps that were popular are actually 
kind of like censoring people and like monitoring way too much and giving their like it I don't care if you think I'm using it too much that's not your like it's none of your business to say I'm using it too much and then block me so people are jumping right. and TikTok is not even an American company they're jumping over to these other companies that provide a little bit more freedom with your content say a little bit because TikTok has removed some of my videos that they find violate community guidelines uh, which in my opinion don't but it is a right. Chinese company and they have different laws so I get it but the thing is they don't block me they just remove one video and they're like hey refilm it blah blah whatever whereas Instagram will lock you out for two weeks at a time yeah yeah it's silly it, it's I don't understand it and talk about um, what about YouTube live and thing like that is YouTube still I mean they've knocked so many LGBT content creators off there or put such stringent requirements is is youtube still a good platform to use christian it's hard to start on youtube it's really hard to start on youtube and this is i make youtube videos now and like my like my videos will go popular on facebook will go popular on tiktok will go popular on instagram live i have not been able to unlock (laughs) what i feel is my potential on youtube but i will say that youtube is the social media website if you want to be something in the social media world, if you want to have a name for yourself in that category, if you want to be an influencer, if you want to be big, you know, YouTube is the platform in which you do it because it is, you know, okay. it's by far the most popular. You still, you know, they have videos on YouTube that are 40 minutes long that get more views in 10 minutes than, you know, the ending of like a series that's been going on for years. It's kind of like that. Right. And I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, the you, there's, there are all these other apps, of course, that are coming out that you can use, that you can go viral on, they, but they always lead back to YouTube. Yeah. Gotcha. Very you know, cool. You can, you can go viral on TikTok and people can love you and be like, I want more of your content. Um, do they have a YouTube channel? Let me see. Like, it, it, it's all, like, little streams into, like, the ocean of YouTube. Yeah. YouTube YouTube right. definitely is, like, the end goal. <laughs> well, TV, I guess television would be the end goal. But, like, YouTube is, like, the social media end goal. Very, very cool. Okay, thanks for letting me know on that because I was wondering how that worked out. Now, we're good to talk about projects. Like I said, you guys have been so busy. Jason, you've been in so many guest starring roles over the thing. What products do you have on hold? We talked about one. Do you have anything else hoping to kind of you're keeping in touch with or hoping to launch once this gets done? For me, there's uh, the – project with uh gary and billy called waking up dead uh which is kind of like a dramedy i would say um that we were again supposed to shoot in april and now we're hoping to shoot in june aside from that there is i got a call from another director who we had another project put on hold uh i believe i've talked to you about it before the nurse george project uh oh yeah which is uh, yeah been on hold for a while and um he took this quarantine time to like rewrite the script and um, make some edits on what we already shot. He's like, okay, well now I think we can finish it after this is over. So that's hopefully going to happen. But again, we don't know when these restrictions are going to let up. I'm just right. kind of playing it by her at the moment. Hopefully I can get back to work, but at the same time, I'm also hesitant yeah. to get back to work because I don't know how it's all going to work. Stay healthy. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little worried about health, but at the same time, I know that I'm informed enough to take my own precautions. And Christian, you're so busy with your. Christian, you're so busy 
currently still with all of your influencer programs and your digital marketing. Talk about acting. And I think last time we talked acting, you were making out with Pano. Um, what's happening with you? Do you have any projects on hold or anything going on? So I took, once I shaved my head, I decided to take a little break to, uh, from acting not because I don't think that I can be in it how I look now. That's not it at all. But, you know, there's moments in your life where you have to, where you have to take a breath and you have to really, you really have to soak in. And, you know, being somebody on a social media platform, being somebody who has a primarily gay male audience, being somebody who, who was very stylized, going through such a dramatic change has taught me a lot about myself. And it's taught me a lot of, like, you know, both the positives and negatives about being in the public eye. So I took a break from acting. And with that break, I took time to really get to know who I am and get to know what emotion is, again, if that makes sense, and not just learning how to play emotion, but learning how to genuinely feel emotion. And Mm. I took a break. So when I go back into it, I'm a different actor. I'm a different skill set. I'm a different technique. And, you know, um, I haven't had any acting roles, really. Well, I, they offered you a role in the, yeah. the movie I'm supposed to shoot, but you turned it down. Yeah, I've I've been offered roles, but I've been turning them down. It's it's I I made the choice to take a break, basically. I feel that once like, and I do feel like I am a stronger person and a stronger actor from this because I still do go over scenes and stuff with Jason for his things, and I can I can feel I can when I read I can I experience myself being more mature with how I, I, I handle a scene. So now I'm on a little bit of a hiatus, but it's to go back stronger. It's to go back better and it's to go back different. And I'm excited. I, I love that. Really, and let's talk about this bald head for a second. I told you out there, yeah. I just want to kiss it. It's so cute. I mean, you're known <laughs> for you. your makeup tutorials and for your product demonstrations. You've done some amazing work. I love when you were like made made yourself up as the virus, and it gives you a bigger palette to work from. I guess with this uh, with this bald head, huh? Are you enjoying? Yeah, it? I mean, like, so I think I said earlier that I'm like the purest form of chaos. So like, <laughs> you know, the hair was cool, but it was so limiting because like I feel like my face is a canvas, <laughs> and like I I'm also like I I love developing characters and being a character and like being and I just feel like with this shaved head I can easily just like paint myself green and just put myself in a different perspective and just have a really good time glue a bunch of googly eyes to your glue scalp a bunch and, of googly like, eyes did you see scalp? that one I did I've seen them all you know I love you guys I stalk you on social media all the time just to keep in touch but yeah that was hilarious that was freaking hilarious yeah <laughs> um, it's really, it's really just opened up a completely different avenue. Like before, I feel like before I, well, I did do my makeup with a power tool once and McDonald's. Nah. Before I shaved my head, I was very much into like glamorous makeup. And I feel like now I'm very much into, um, artistic abstract. Like I no longer kind of follow oh the mold. Yeah. Performance art. Yeah. Like now I'm more into like instead of just like painting a pretty eyeshadow or like beating my face, I'm more into like just different lineage, like color vibrancy, like uh like expressing things. Even even with my product placements now, um I did a I did a few with like nail polishes and before my nail polishes would be like the highest glamour I could possibly be. But instead I really focused on color and just like pop art and so 
I don't know. I feel like shaving my head really gave me the opportunity to fulfill a different creative muscle that I didn't know I had. Nice. So as I said, you're gorgeous either way, but I knew that would be a great power changer and I'm loving what you've been doing with it. Jason, what are you trying to learn? You said you're taking classes. What kind of uh, class are you taking? What are you trying to do during this downtime? Oh, so I signed up for um, to get my personal training certification and nutrition coach certification. Wow. Yeah, because I, I'm like, well, I, I work out all the time, and I'm, like, really into fitness, and I'm always at the gym. So why not learn to do it correctly, um, see what I'm doing wrong, how I can further push my body? Because I, I reached a level of, like, plateau where I wasn't seeing any physical changes anymore. So it was mm-hmm. like, like, I mean, I was happy with how I looked, but it, nothing was changing. And I was like, okay, let's see how we can fix this. Why not just make the most out of it and make the most out of this time? learn learn uh nutrition which i'm not well versed in at all if you've ever read any of my captions i eat a lot of pizza <laughs> and burgers and that's probably like that's fine for now but um as a man who entered a different decade in his life i'm reluctant to say the number <laughs> you know your body changes and so does metabolism and maybe it's time to put the pizzas down and learn what actually gets your body you know working at its highest you know, at its best. Right. So I'm halfway done with my courses. I just took my midterm last week. I got a 92 pat on my back. Thank you very much. I know. Thank you. So I'm, yeah, it's it's a good way to like stay busy, learn something new, um, continue education. I have a lot of downtime. Like I said, it's just me, the cat and the dog for hours. <laughs> um, well, that's awesome yeah, been- though. And I think it's something you can definitely use. Like I said, people are finding creative ways. I have, two really good friends in New York. One is a gymnast and one is a Equinox trainer. And they both, uh, one does his Equinox training Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and one does his gymnastics training on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And they um, set it out on Instagram live or they do it on YouTube live or something. And then they put the, just a little Venmo thing up. And I think last class one had 358 people zoom in on and the other one had, like 572. So it's a oh, great wow. way to find some extra income and to really share because people are into fitness, obviously, and people are missing their gyms. So I think that's awesome. You're oh, doing that for yourself, but you could do it. That was definitely it the hard You part. have the smart and you have, you have the, uh, the discipline to do it, at least with your own workouts. And all you get to do is do your own workout on video for everyone else to follow. So very cool though. Congratulations on getting the certification. Yeah, having the gym, I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but, like, having the gym clothes was actually really um, stressful for me. I I realize how that sounds, but um, I had a very specific, like, two- to three-hour routine that I did daily, and it was a huge part of my life. And not only just, like, because of, you know, I wanted to stay in shape, but it was a huge social aspect of my life also because, um, I mean, a lot of my friends work out at the same gym, and that's where we, like, hung out. It, It was just, like, a huge part of my life, so trying to i guess cater the same kind of workout to like an at home body weight kind of thing because i i don't obviously have the dumbbells or the kettlebells or the barbell you know and i snapped three resistance bands the first week that i tried doing the at home workouts so i was like you know what maybe i should take this class and learn what i'm doing and you know i can adjust my routine to my living room so it's definitely right. helped 
All right, well, we got to start wrapping this up. Let's see uh, what's in store. Christian, let everyone know where they should be following you and all these digital platforms and what, uh, what your goals are as we start to slowly break free of Corona quarantine. So currently I, uh, you know, you can find me pretty much everywhere on Christian Glam Lopez. I do run social medias for a living. I do, um, I don't have a name for my company, but I do have several clients in which I run their social media for, which is what's been keeping me busy. But inquiry with my Christian Glam Lopez. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't talk about it. He started managing other people's social medias. Yeah. Um, so he does for... Uh, that is so smart. Yeah, we are on the phone. Yeah. I run, I run like a dog food. I run a dog food company. Um, I run a foundation. This lady who does uh, a professional uh, organizer. Yeah, she does her social media. I do an entire. I do. I run the social media for a blog, which is really nice. Oh yeah, too. beauty blog. A beauty blog, which is really nice. Yeah, so I'm trying to convince him to run my social media, but yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I've been. Doing, I've been doing a lot, you know, um, and I love Jason, but he's not willing to pay my premium. So there, there you go. Forms. You can't afford you. You can't afford you. I yeah. love it. <laughs> other forms of payment, you know, Christian. I'm a professional, and I, I, I love him, but, like, you know, when you work cheap, you cheat. I'm just kidding. Hey, no. I put in a lot of hard work to my form of payment. <laughs> you two are too cute. All right, Jason, let everyone know where they can find you as well, my friend. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty much Jason, the letter S, and then my last name, Caceres. Um, the S is because when I was in middle school, everyone had a middle name, and I didn't, so I gave myself a middle name. Uh, I don't know if I've told you this story. I gave myself the middle name Scott. No, you didn't so, tell me the story. Tell me about this. Yeah, I so every, in middle school, everybody had a middle name, and like because I grew up in Miami, so everybody has like 12 names, but... Uh, my mom, I was obviously one of the first born in the United States when my parents immigrated, aside from my brother, did not give us middle names because it was not apparently like an American thing, or at least so she thought. So she gave us really American names, Alex and Jason, and no middle name because she wanted us to acclimate to America. But then I grew up in Miami where everybody's Hispanic anyway, and um, everyone had a middle name. And I was like, I want one. Cool. And it just kind of stuck. I feel that much closer to you all of a sudden. I love that. Very cool. I wondered what that yeah, was. Yeah, so that's why the S, and most people think my last name is Caceres, and I'm like, no, 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 the S is separate. Wait, then what name <laughs> am I taking about Caceres? It's not, just shut up. <laughs> my name is going to be Christian Gabriel de la Caridad Lopez Caceres. Yeah, I'm just Jason Caceres, and Christian here is Christian Gabriel Lopez de la Caridad, whatever, blah, 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 and I'm just Jason Caceres. So I gave myself a middle name. Just take my middle name. I don't want your middle name. I want mine. We've teased Christian about that in the past, or I have at least, because Christian used to have like 12 names on social media too. He's finally been down to the Christian glam. So he likes the name thing. He keeps lots of names yeah, well, going he, on. I was given so many. He loves rediscovering himself every <laughs> 10 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, the thing is, like, I'm never, I just never allow myself to be bored. Well, anyway, I, across all social media platforms, Jason S. Serious. Well, boys, you know, you're two of my favorites. I enjoyed meeting you guys so much after a great phone interview. We got to actually meet in person in Palm Springs. I can't w- wait to get back to L.A. to visit. And you guys just got to fly to Ohio. Flights don't cost anything. I'll take you to Cedar Point, the best roller coasters in the world. Ooh, I've been dying to go to Cedar Point. Oh, yeah, I love actually. roller coasters. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it like the biggest uh, theme park in the United States or something like that? 
It is, and it has a water park right on the beach. Erie, we can lay out afterwards. We can hit some roller coasters, and flights are cheap. So you guys have to come visit me. That's just a rule. That's all there is to it. Let's do it. We had two, unfortunately, we had two trips that we had to cancel because of the quarantine, but we were supposed to go back home to Miami a few weeks ago, and in a few weeks we were supposed to go to Hawaii. Both canceled. Oh, Oh, no, we had to cancel Hawaii. Oh, I miss Hawaii so bad. I love it, though. You guys have been there before, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. At least you have with your family, I think. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, guys, thanks again for being on the Left of Straight show. We're going to have a special five questions with Jason and Christian, so be sure to look out for that bonus content somewhere. Guys, I love you. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Bye. Stay on the line for me, guys. We're going to play a little music, and we'll be back. You're listening to the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight radio network. Second that will stand the test of time. Waiting for a moment that nobody passed you by. Don't you want to know what you've been missing? What you've been missing? Second that will stand the test of time. Waiting for a moment that will barely pass you by. Don't you want to know what you've been missing? What you've been missing?
And we are back. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the show today. Thanks so much to all my guests, Benji Schwimmer and, of course, Jason Caceres and his fantastic fiance, Christian Lopez. All three great friends. Had the pleasure of seeing all of them in Palm Springs for live shows last year. So definitely living for those memories. That was Jay Knight living for the memories. And Jay's going to be one of our special correspondents in music, as a matter of fact, for indie music. But, yeah, great show. I'm so happy to have friends like these guys. I hope you enjoyed the interviews as well. We have three more shows this week of all brand-new interviews. Tomorrow we're going to be talking to my good buddy Josh Sabera, and you know him as a marketing guru, author, producer, so much great stuff. Enoch Miller will be coming on the show for the first time. Enoch is known as the Empress of WeHo, the Empress of West Hollywood, does his own uh, interview show over there, and he's going to be a contributor as well. Then we're going to finish off with Al Geiner. He's a PR exec in Columbus, and he's also an entrepreneur, has his own line of kilts. And you know I'm a little obsessed with Scottish stuff. So we're going to be talking about kilts and clans and things like that, all sorts of fun stuff. So, yeah, stay tuned tomorrow night, 6 o'clock Pacific time, 9 o'clock Eastern time. If you're not following us on social media, I wish you would, please. Uh, On Twitter and Instagram, it's at Left of Straight. That's at L-E-F-T-O-F-S-T-R and the number eight. And then you could do Facebook, Left of Straight Show, or follow my personal Facebook page. It's a public page, just a friend request over at Scott Fullerton. Really appreciate talking to everybody. we got some great stuff going on this week. And I will talk at you later. Have a great night. Happy Cinco de Mayo. I hope you will use that recipe. I will post it online tomorrow for a little guacamole, excuse me, guacamole and margaritas. Bye-bye.